Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff, and this is my podcast that's mostly for parents of children with cancer or leukemia, but it's also for anyone else who's involved in caring for children with cancer or leukemia. And today, for the first time, I want to talk about clinical trials, clinical trials, clinical research trials. If you have a child that's undergoing treatment for cancer or leukemia, there's a good chance that somebody's approached you and said, well, we have a clinical trial going, would you like to participate? And they've probably presented you with 25-page consent forms and told you all about what the trial's about and to see if you want to participate. So first off, I just want to talk about what a clinical trial is today and then In the next episode, I'm going to describe what a phase one study is and then a phase two study and then a phase three study. So first off, what is a clinical trial? Well, you all know that there's a lot of medical research that goes on and there's people toiling away in labs for years, doing all sorts of experiments with test tubes, etc. in the lab. Now, most of the time you wouldn't think of that as a clinical trial. No, you mostly think of clinical trials as being research that involves actual patients, actual human beings, as the research subjects. So I'll tell you what the uh, definition of a clinical trial is from the National Institutes of Health of the United States. If you go to their website, the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute, and they ask the question, what are clinical trials?, Well, they describe clinical trials as follows. They say, clinical trials are research studies that explore whether a medical strategy, treatment or device is safe and effective for humans. End of quote. Okay, so note that it's for humans. So if you're experimenting on mice... That's not a clinical trial. If you're experimenting on cells in a test tube that have been around in the lab for years and years, that's not a clinical trial. Now, a clinical trial is research where there's actual humans involved. And notice they say humans, but they don't actually say patients. So you can do a clinical trial with uh, people who are not patients. That is completely normal people you can do a clinical trial on them. You can get volunteers to take a certain medicine and describe whether it tastes bad or not, for instance. And they might not have anything wrong with them. But if the medicine is sufficiently safe and if it's not going to have side effects and if everyone knows their rights, well, the ethics committee might say, yes, you can do that sort of a clinical trial, even though the people are completely healthy. Seems to me it's always medical students that get recruited to that sort of thing. But anyway, so let's look at that NIH definition. So they want to see if things are safe and effective. So two different sort of goals you have in clinical trials. So, for instance, with a new drug that's never been given to human beings at all, well, then the first step is to give it and to see if it's actually safe to give to human beings. So a first-in-human study, the main goal is going to be, is it safe? And I'll talk about that in a Phase 1 study podcast that will come up shortly. The next step is to see if a certain strategy, treatment or device 
is effective. So the next step, after you've worked out that something's safe to do, then the usual next step is to see, well, does it actually work? Is there any benefit from it? And then after that, you might say, okay, we've shown that there seems to be some benefit from this strategy, treatment, or device, but is it better than the old treatment? The other thing to notice from the definition is that it's not just about drugs. It's a medical strategy, a treatment, or a device. So a strategy. So, for instance, if someone has severe arthritis in their knee, well, a strategy might be lifestyle changes, lose weight, uh, change the style of exercise that they do, do some swimming, hydrotherapy, and maybe see if all of that works out better in delaying the need for surgery compared to just going on drugs. So that would be a strategy that's being evaluated. Or it might be a strategy of doing chest x-rays on people who smoke and doing a chest x-ray every year to see if we can find cancer before the patient actually gets sick with the cancer. That would be a strategy. What's an example of another strategy? Okay, let's think about central lines. There might be a strategy of sterilizing them with betadine and comparing that to sterilizing them with, I don't know, chlorhexidine and comparing that to sterilizing them with alcohol. So they're all different strategies for sterilizing the central line site and that would be an example of a clinical trial looking at a medical strategy. So it's medical strategy, treatment or device. So treatment, well that can obviously be a trial of a certain drug. Is the drug safe to give? Is the drug effective to give? But there's other forms of treatment. For instance, is taking out the gallbladder through a laparoscope safe and effective compared to doing it with an open cut of the abdomen? Is training people in mindfulness meditation an effective treatment for anxiety in people who have chronic heart disease? Does physiotherapy or physical therapy improve athletes' ability to get back on the running track? That's a treatment and it's being evaluated. That's a clinical trial. Finally, we get to devices. So devices are things like a joint replacement. So is one joint replacement better than another joint replacement? That's a clinical trial. Is one cochlear implant more effective than another for deafness? That would be a clinical trial. If we look at a new lens to put in old people's eyes after they have their cataracts removed, that's a clinical trial. If we use a new machine in the lab to purify bone marrow cells and get rid of unwanted cells, well, that's a device and that's a clinical trial. If we use a new device to look for residual leukemia in the bone marrow using some new technique, well, that could be a clinical trial. So all of these things are clinical trials and so all of them would be subject to some level of oversight by the hospital's ethics committee or the institutional review board, may be supervised by the Food and Drug Administration in the United States or the TGA in Australia and the EMA in Europe. All sorts of regulatory agencies would be watching over these clinical trials to check that they're being done ethically, that patients' rights are being respected, that if they're testing things in children, it's because they really need to be tested in children and not adults. 
all sorts of regulatory oversight would be in place, ethics committees, independent data monitoring and safety committees, all sorts of processes are in place, and I'll talk about that in a later podcast too. Patients only participate in clinical trials if they agree to it. So normally informed consent needs to be obtained. And so normally we need a process of explaining what the trial is to the patient. We need to present the ethics committee approved consent forms. That is the IRB approved consent forms in the United States. And those forms have to document what's going to happen, how it differs from normal therapies, what the risks are, what the prospects for benefits are. We have to talk about the patient's rights, the fact that they're not compelled to be in a clinical trial, that they have the right to bow out of a clinical trial, that if they don't want to be in a clinical trial, they'll still get good care at the hospital and it won't compromise their relationship with the hospital, etc., etc. So patients and parents have a lot of rights in clinical trials. Uh, They're all defined under, I don't know, the Declaration of Helsinki and the Belmont Report, and I could go on for hours about the rights of the patient and parents in clinical trials. Now, as far as children's cancer and leukemia is concerned, clinical trials are core business for paediatric oncology units. Clinical trials are how we have worked out what works and what doesn't in the past, and clinical trials are the way we're going to refine treatments, improve treatments, get rid of ineffective treatments, implement better treatments, work out which ones have less side effects, which ones have less long-term side effects. Clinical trials are absolutely key to making further progress in childhood cancer and leukaemia. Another thing I'd say to you is that a unit that's conducting clinical trials, particularly multinational, huge, great clinical trials, and a unit that's getting audited by the clinical trials group and passing all of their audits, Well, that should suggest to you that that unit is delivering care that is contemporary, that's cutting edge, that the treatment is comparable to what you would be getting at major centres elsewhere around the world. It really is a good sort of quality assurance thing almost and an indicator to you that a given unit is, is functioning at a high level and very contemporary in their approach. So I would encourage parents to welcome clinical trials, be glad to see that clinical trials are being conducted in a given unit. I wouldn't put any pressure on anyone to participate in an actual clinical trial, but they should see it as a good thing about a unit that it is conducting clinical trials, participating in clinical trials. These are some of the features of a high-quality childhood cancer treatment unit. One of the problems, of course, is that running clinical trials is more and more expensive. The regulatory burden of complying with all of the rules is massive. We have to meet all the requirements of the Ethics Committee, of the federal regulators, of the sponsor of the study. We have to do all the reporting of the results of the study. We have to report all of the toxicities. We have to report back to the Ethics Committee if a patient in another country develops a side effect that was unexpected. We have to notify the Ethics Committee urgently. It's a whole lot of work running clinical trials. So when you wonder why do people raise money for childhood cancer, oftentimes some of those monies end up supporting the provision of clinical trials because clinical trials are the way forward. 
Anyway, I'll get on and describe different types of clinical trials in the next few episodes, but that's what clinical trials are in general. So they are research. They are not delivery of just standard treatment that we know to be good and effective treatment. No, a clinical trial should deliver the best available treatment, but also be looking at something that makes it even better. So if we have effective treatment for a given disease, then we should be giving the effective treatment, but looking at something that makes that treatment even better. In situations where we don't have an effective treatment, well then we will be giving the experimental treatment to evaluate if it is effective. So in an ethical, well-designed clinical trial, the patient should be getting the best available therapy and at the same time evaluating if some improvement on that best available therapy can be made. Clinical trials are research to try to document if a medical strategy, a treatment or a device is safe and effective. So I'll leave it there. Thank you again for tuning in to Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now. Thank you.